Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. I'm joined today by Rob Longo, Tom DeAngelis from Stewardship and Mission of Faith. Welcome one and all. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> if everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in so that we can see what we're to see, hear what we're to hear, and then put it into action? You got it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, this moment. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this new year. It's a new opportunity to, to grow closer to you in 2020, to dig deeper into knowing how much you love us, to experiencing that love, to sharing that love with everyone that we meet. Please, Lord, in this moment, help us to, to put aside whatever we came from, wherever we're going to, and just, just be in this moment. Be in this moment with you so you can speak into our hearts, you can guide us, you can direct us, you can challenge us, uh, and help us to, to take all that and to live it. Live it with love and with joy each and every day, drawing people to you through, you know, just through the gifts that you've given us. Help us to, to draw people to you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The Father, Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Sure. Again, it's from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me? Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened before him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. When you read that first sentence, I was sitting here just reflecting, Tom. You know, Jesus came to me. He came to you, Tom. He came to you, Rob. And how many times does Jesus want to use us throughout our day? And what do we say? You know what? No, not me, Lord. I'm not worthy. I'm, you know, it, you know, I'm a sinner. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think I can do that. And Jesus is saying, look, I love you, and I'm choosing to use you as my hands, as my feet, as my heart, as my voice, to help bring somebody to salvation, to help set the captives free. So for me, we can't do anything without the grace we receive in working in unison with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's he that chooses to do everything in us, with us, and through us. And through our baptism, we're baptized priest, prophet, and king, sharing in those which are all Christ's. So for me, Although I'm not worthy, Lord, all things are possible in you, with you, and through you. 
Use me each day to be an instrument of the salvation of souls, to help set the captives free, to help the blind to see. You know, this morning, God sent an angel into my life. A young lady was was going to join me, you know, at, at, at a meeting this morning. And she said, stop a minute. Do you see the beauty of creation this morning with the snow in the trees, the beautiful sunrise? You know what? I didn't see it. I was so busy. I had my agenda. I was zooming and I didn't slow down to take a moment to have that aha, that awe and wonder to see the sun coming up, reflecting off the beauty of the blue sky and clouds, and then seeing the snow from all the trees. It took my breath away. And you know what else it did? It just pierced my heart with God's beauty. God is in creation all around us, singing his endless song of love to us, wooing us to himself. Stop. Slow down. So I thanked her this morning in that group meeting. I said, thank you. I was blind and did not see, and the Lord helped you to help me see. Thank you for drawing my attention to what I was going to miss in that divine appointment in God's beauty, in the sun rising, the snow in the trees, the blue sky. Man, we need to slow down. We need to hear with the ears of the Spirit of the Lord in our hearts those who God sends into our lives to help us to see, to hear, to respond with love. So for me, what a God moment this morning. In, in, and I said to her, thank you, thank you. For I was blind, and you helped me see. I was lost, and you helped me to just to, to be present with the Lord in that very moment. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we go forward each day, slow down and experience God's creation and share God's love. Yeah, yeah. How, many, how many times do we miss those opportunities, right? The Lord is, is here, and... Uh, I think Bishop Barron says, you know, the, the three transcendentals, uh, goodness, truth, beauty, we should start with beauty, right? That if we want to connect with people, it's, you know, it's less of a, a potential argument or less of a, you know, well, I don't think this is beauty or, you know, when, when you start with truth, it can, you know, you can rub, you know, rub up against each other a little bit, but beauty, there's so much beauty around us and, and that's God, right? So, you know, God reveals himself in goodness and truth and beauty. So let's, let's be aware of the beauty around us uh, and, and first and foremost in the people in our lives. And then like you're saying, David, and the beauty of creation and, and art and music and just so many things. So uh, in 2020, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's stay awake and alert and, and ask God to open our eyes. You know, and Jesus said, unless you become like one of these little ones, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, you know, little ones, they see the sunrise. They see the clouds in the sky. They see the snow in the trees. And you know what they have? Awe and wonder. But you see, as God's beloved sons and daughters, part of his family, in through and with Jesus Christ, God wants us to have that. We get stuck in our heads and we, 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 we spin around all the negativity and the news and all the stuff that the world tries to use to rob and steal our childlike 
awe and wonder of what God our Father is doing each and every day in our lives. So for me, it was a huge learning lesson to to not lose what we got in baptism and God proclaimed us as his precious sons and daughters, that childlike awe and wonder how God chooses to use us, use others, the beauty of his creation, the divine appointments, the heavenly kisses, the God moments, they happen all day long. Yeah, I, th- I think the big thing is just being uh, alert to them. I know coming out of the holiday season, having spent some time with, m- more time than than we normally get together with uh, with family and friends, it's, it's not only the beauty of creation and being out running around in the yard with the grandkids and really appreciating that, but it's also, you know, to kind of look at your children and see how they've grown up. You know, I've got older daughters and just, you know, see the women that they've become and the, the you know, the struggles and difficulties, but also the successes and the, you know, the fruits of the things that they've done, the children, the family that they're, they're raising, you know, the, the things that they're able to do. So, um, and this, you know, it's interesting because when you brought up about the, you know, being called back to nature and God's creation, the Psalms are filled with that, you know, and, and St. Paul even goes to the extent of saying, you know, God can be can be grasped clearly by anybody in creation, the wonder of, of creation. So he goes to the point of saying that there's really no excuse for anybody to be an atheist because God's creation is all around everybody. And you just have to open your eyes and be open to it. But I think the same thing is true of family and being able to stop and take some time and maybe just pull yourself out mentally a little bit and kind of look at what is there and appreciate it. I think that's that's also part of the wonder of life. And, and in some ways, they kind of dovetail, they connect, because you know we should be doing that not only when we step out of the car and look at God's creation, but when, when we step into a meeting and we're with God's creation of people and we are with our family and we're with God's creation of our family and you know because none of that stuff happens um, because you know just because of us it happens through through God's grace to us so. yesterday we had a chance with uh, a, a group of people who are full-timers right full-time serving the Lord and in, in the work that they do and we had a chance to to bring uh, a retreat into their office uh, so there's about you know 20 people that work full-time that were there and I just had an amazing time of, of prayer, of music, reflection, sharing stories. And in the beginning, it was, it was tough to, to get them going, you know, or to get, you know, to get them loosened up. But once they were, they were, you know, they were singing, they were clapping, they were sharing. Uh, it was really beautiful. And one of the women came up to us afterwards and said, in the beginning, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there like, wow, you were doing this full time. Like we're evangelizing. We're, or we're trying to get other people to, to evangelize through what we do. But we had a tough time letting our guards down and, and praising the Lord, and uh, so we need this. So it's something that that they're committing to on a regular basis. Have these opportunities to pull the people away that are working full time in the name of God, talking about Him, writing about Him, to spend time with Him, to talk to Him, uh, to listen to Him. So it was it was really cool. And then we were sharing afterwards with um, one of the key leaders, and we were just there's three of us. And sharing stories, and one of the guys said that he was um, he was with a confirmation class, and the one young lady, I think it was seventh grade, said, "I really don't think I believe in God." And all the teachers were there, and the and the priest, and everybody's like, "Oh!" They gasped, like, 
oh, like, and she's like, no, it's okay. Tell me more. And they're like, why, why, why do you want her to talk? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into science and I just can't see God in science. Can you help me to see God in science? So if they stopped it at her comment of, I really don't know if I believe and just kind of, you know, shut it down and moved on, they never would have gotten to the question. Mm-hmm. She was open, like, show me, show me God in science. And the, and the, the guy that I was with, it's, you know, our very own Marty Rotella uh, from Spirit Power, who was a seventh grade teacher for 30 years. He said, great question. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. He said, Jupiter. She goes, Jupiter, Jupiter. It's like a vacuum cleaner and it's positioned perfectly to, 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 to clean up all the rocks and stuff that are, that are coming. <laughs> that imagine if one of those rocks slipped through yeah. and hit us, we'd be done. You think that's an accident? He said, well, I don't see God in that. And he, and, he, and he first said, I can share with you how I see God in science. He said, I can't convince you, but I'm going to share how I see God in science. So he started with the Jupiter. And then he said, redwood trees. She said, redwood trees? Yeah, redwood trees. You ever seen one? It's as big as this room we're in. Yeah. And it starts with a little seed. And you look up and it's like they're, they're in the clouds. Yeah. And he says, I'm not sure. He said, I'm, I'm not here to convince you. He said, I'm just sharing with you how I see God in science. And then he said, you. He said, you started with one cell. Boom. And then he multiplied to two, to four, to eight, to 16. And he just went through the whole journey of her being where she is today. And he said, I see God in that. And then she's just going, okay, thank you. Three years later, he said he went back to do another confirmation retreat. And one of the teachers or the, one of the nuns pulled him aside and said, you see her? Pointed to a, a young woman. And, uh, and he said, yeah, I see her. Well, you know, who is she? Well, do you remember that girl? Those years back that was questioning God, wanting to know and, and you know, where, where do you see God in science? That's her. She's actually coming back as a volunteer and she's one of our, our teacher's aides teaching the confirmation class. Yeah. So if we shut it down, right? And, and he's just, Marty's such a, a gift because he, he just says, we, we, have to, we can't take it, we can't be so theological. We just have to bring it to the street, talk to people, let people ask questions, let people express their doubts and always say, why? Why? Why, why, why do you ask that? Or what are you thinking? Or tell me more. And then just from that, just share your own experience. I'm not here to convince you. But I, I, want to, I can share with you how I see God in science. And you're just planting seeds, planting seeds. Amazing. You know, and it's amazing each and every day, you know, as we're born into God's family, how God continually brings people into our lives to help us. Well, last night he brought my wife into my life. <laughs> and my wife says to me last night, I had a long day and I had a tough day. My wife says to me, as we got to the house, who were you tonight? I didn't know you. Well, immediately I took up an offense because it's like, hey, you know, I was just doing business. I was, you know, in my business mode. You know, I didn't say all that stuff. I just thought it. So I sat around quietly and pouted. And uh, this morning I apologized to her and asked for forgiveness. And, and you know, we're starting to heal through it. But then after Mass this morning, I, I kind of was like uh, open to the Lord explaining to me what he meant by using my wife to say that. I realized this. When she said, who were you tonight? What she was saying in her spirit was, I didn't see Christ in you. And I didn't know you meant that the spirit within me, Jesus Christ within my wife, didn't recognize Christ within me because why? Because I had taken in the negativity of the world. I had taken it up into my head. It was spinning in my head. 
and it, I wasn't operating from the heart, which is the wellspring of the, the life of Christ in me. And so my wife, it was a bitter taste to her because the pollutions of the world, the negativity have gotten into my water of my heart, which is supposed to be living water from the font of Christ living in me. And so it was really profound because you've got to listen to the words people speak. You know, who were you tonight? She didn't say, I didn't like the way you acted. She said, who were you tonight? I did not know you. Know you is an intimate, intimate term of a relationship of a marriage. And so for me, it was a huge learning experience. And I went, whoa. So I thank you, Lord, for using my wife. And I feel bad and I apologize to her, you know, and ask forgiveness from her and from the Lord for not realizing. Because I said this to her, I said, I don't, this morning when I apologize, I don't ever want to hurt your heart. And she said, it's just not my heart you're hurting, but you're hurting you. Because basically what she was saying was, you're called to reflect Christ 24-7. And to the extent you fail to do that, it damages not only me, but the Christ within me is not seen that purely compassionate, you know, Christ is supposed to be living in me, with me, and through me. So learning lesson for me, and, and again, keep tuning my spiritual ears, keep tuning my heart, Lord, keep, and it really takes that constant desire of my heart to stay in communion with the Lord, Jesus Christ, all day. It says pray without ceasing. And I, I like to use this analogy. If your heart is the wellspring of life, God is continually pouring out his love, his mercy, his compassion, his grace into that heart. It's the living water of Jesus Christ. As long as that keeps flowing into our heart, then the overflow is Christ. But when we get too busy and we don't read the word of God and we don't go to mass and we don't go to confession and we just start to zoom, well, all of a sudden that water gets stagnant. And then all the negativity and the pollutants of the world get into that water. And guess what? Has a little bit of a sulfur smell and taste. And I can promise you, my wife is the first to notice. And they also, so are other people. So for me, I've got to stop and continually give it to the Lord, continually ask for mercy and forgiveness, continue to purify my heart so that it's always his living water that's replenishing and overflowing from my heart. Because the moment I get stagnant, the pollutants get in there and whoo, doesn't smell good, doesn't taste good. It's, just, uh, it's awesome that, that you're open, Dave, with spiritual director a while back. He said, the, the way we can test our progress uh, in our relationship with the Lord is the amount of time it takes from <laughs> something happening to recognizing God speaking to us or, or encountering God, right? So early in, early in our relationship, it might be like, oh, no, I'm. So that that's what that was last year, last month, or last week, <laughs> or ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. So that's just beautiful that that you're open to to God and uh, and Him working, and and you always ask. You know, all these years I've known you, you always in your prayer life, you're asking Him, well, what did you want to what did you want to show me through that? You know, what did you want to teach me through that? So you know, so you're always seeming to be putting yourself in that that mode of of approaching the master, the teacher, you know, our Lord who loves us so much. Um, that's, that's, that's great. And that, that's a challenge that Tierney gave you reflect Christ 24 seven. And I just jotted that down and I just put, there's no punching a clock. Yeah. You know, especially, 
for us, you know, we're in full-time ministry for anybody listening in full-time ministry, whether you're in full-time or not, uh, full-time ministry or not, uh, there's no punching a clock, but especially if you are, like if you're really active in serving God, serving the church, there's no like, ah, okay, now, now, now I can, now I can take it easy or now I can, you know, be me. The world doesn't need me. The world needs as tyranny so beautifully said to you, and then you're sharing with us so we can learn. The world doesn't need me. The world needs Jesus in me. So the only way Jesus can be in me is by spending time with him, yep. by constantly being connected with him through prayer, through mass, Eucharist, adoration, rosary, community, and communion with, with other believers to, to be together. So that, that's a, you know, reflect Christ 24-7. Yeah. And this morning, Rob, I was exhausted. I didn't have a good night's sleep, miserable night's sleep. I get up. I didn't want to go to mass. I don't want to go to gospel reflection. I just want to stay in bed and have my pity party. And so what did I do? I said, Lord, I need your help. I need your strength. I can't get up and get, get a shower. I can't move this morning, but I know I need you help me. And the Lord did. And so through the grace of God, you know, that gave me the spiritual strength to, to, to go through this day and is helping me heal. Because you use the word teacher, and that's so important. God wants to teach us every day. I just always don't want to repeat the class. Because <laughs> yeah. once I've gone through it, it's like, oh, help me to learn this and make it stick, Lord, because I don't want to have to repeat it. It's painful. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good to hear I wasn't the only one that felt like that this morning. <laughs> but, you know, to, to your to your point, because I had a, probably had a similar morning um, but I get up and Wednesdays, Mondays and Wednesdays are, are the days that I am I serve as a special minister at Mass at 645 at St. Joan of Arc. So uh, and then getting there and being with people and being on the altar and being able to be minister of the cup, you know, for people, all of a sudden it's like, well, this, this was worth it, you know, it was, and then, and then the gospel reflection, we had a bit of a, a little bit of a God moment with all the snow and everything. We saw about eight, nine people there and, um. Uh, uh, you know, because it's Wednesday, we didn't have one last week because it was New Year's Day. And so we didn't have one because it was a special schedule for Mass and it was a holiday. We didn't have one the week before for Christmas. So we hadn't seen each other for two weeks and people were like, well, I really missed you guys. You know, people were like, it's like you get to know people. And then the the other thing is the connection with the scriptures, because as as I've always said, as we take these you know, stewardship leadership programs out and the gospel reflection programs out, that's your, it's not just words on a page. You're encountering a person, of, the person of Christ in the gospels and, and the person of God in the scriptures when we read them. So it's not just missing each other. It's missing, like you said, God in each other because we bring, we bring that out of each other. We tease that out of each other. And I think it was, uh, I, very, I may very much walked out of that, you know, that gospel reflection thinking, you know, it's been worth it the last four years of being there and getting to know these people and listening to their, you know, their hearts and hearing where, you know, and then it helps you recalibrate. We had a, a beautiful discussion this morning about confession and what it means to me and what it means to you and what, you know, what people feel. So it was somewhat tied in with what you were saying, because we were kind of examining some of the ways that people uh, or or the Lord touches us to show us where we're off course, where we're, we're doing something but again, just to have people say, you know, I, I missed you guys. I missed, you know, being here. I missed reflecting on the Word of God, and so it was a, it was a good uh, good experience. But but it didn't start out it didn't start out great. You know, if I could have stayed in bed, I would have. Yeah. 
couple a couple of just challenges that the Lord put on my heart to share with share with you guys. Uh, one is um, pray for the grace to say yes to our baptisms. Right, most of us, I'm sure, were brought as 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 infants, parents, godparents, and uh, you know we we can renew that, we can celebrate that. So if you don't know your baptism day, look that up. And and write that out, or you know, put that on your calendar. If you have kids or grandkids, find out theirs as well, and celebrate that. I mean, that's like, that's the day we became part of God's family, right? So it's a it's a day to celebrate. Um, and then something that I'm not sure Tom or Dave, which one of you said something that triggered this? But don't focus on the shortage of, and then you just fill in the blank, whatever you know. So don't focus on the shortage of, rather focus on the abundance. Right, so maybe Dave, you're talking about the negativity, and, right? So maybe we don't yeah. focus on the shortage, focus on the abundance, and then in regards to questions, you know, where are you? God asked Adam, "Where are you?" Uh, so, you know, where are you now at the beginning of the year? Where's your heart? Where's your mind? What's your schedule look like? Is God an afterthought? Uh, we do we have our schedule, and then God fits in if He can, or if we can squeeze Him in, or do we build everything around Him? Uh, so at this beginning of this year, where, where are you? You know, and, and again, this scripture verse, we could go so, so deep, but understand when you're baptized, you're baptized priest, prophet, and king, sharing the kingship of Jesus Christ, the prophet aspect of Jesus Christ, the, the priestly aspect of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit says it right here, descends upon you. He's your advocate, your counselor, the light into your feet. Call on him every day. Ask him questions. Ask him to illuminate the sins in your soul so you can repent and, and ask for forgiveness. The Holy Spirit is here for you. What does Jesus say? You have not because you ask not. Ask the Holy Spirit's help. It also says, you know, that the heavens are open to you. Do you realize what that means? That all of heaven, access to the Father through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, all the communion of saints, all of the ones that have gone before us, you can call on them as intercessory brothers and sisters, prayer warriors for you. All the angels, the heavenly hosts, the archangels, the all you know, the thrones, dominion, all of them, everything of heaven is opened to you to help you on your journey home. And lastly, claim your identity in Christ that the enemy wants to rob and steals. Your sonship, your precious daughter of God the Father. You are created in His image and His likeness, out of love, for love. Claim it, reflect it, be the world changer He created you to be. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717 367 0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make reflections from the heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.